Good evening, Vancouver. Welcome back to Canucks After Dark, December 4th, 2023. The Canucks finally had a winning week for us to come back to, which is nice as they uh, move a little, not really up the standings, but they stave off the LA Kings uh, and hold on to second in the Pacific Division as of today. And as always, joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are we doing today, Clay? I am great, Parker. Hope you are well. The only reason why we have a winning week is because we played an odd number of games. It's weird. It's being loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. So hopefully they can break the streak or, yeah, tomorrow. But yes, we are uh, covering two wins, which is nice. And yes, holding off the Kings, although points percentage, we can get in that later. But regardless, we're battling for top three spot between us, LA, and Vegas. And I love it. I can't believe we're in December, the third month of the season, not the full month, but third month, calendar month. And we're still in a playoff spot. Can life be any better, Parker? It's pretty good. I mean, you say points percentage. What are the odds the Kings win one of their next four games, right? Yeah, that's true. Very low, very low. <laughs> Impossible. Um, no, of course, you know, second in the Pacific is very much, you know, a, it's fleeting. Um, but yeah. the Canucks have a, a chance to, of course, you know, hey, if they keep winning, they'll find their way. Um, yes. the Kings of the Kings have been remarkable so far this year, which is surprising, but, uh, we've got three games to review. Uh, we've got a win over the ducks, a loss to Vegas, uh, which I've completely written off at this point because they beat the flames on Saturday. Uh, and of course we've got the Nikita Zadorov trade. We've got the Ethan bear rumor mill firing up a little bit. Thanks to Elliot Friedman today. Um, and then of course we got the week to preview. We got the devils tomorrow night, the wild on Thursday and the canes on Saturday, all at home for the Vancouver Canucks. Wow. So all at home for, uh, maybe the Canucks to be favorites in two, maybe all three of these games. Yep. Yep. And you know, what's crazy. You mentioned all that stuff, the three games to recap, the three games to preview. We got bear rumors. As you said, we have the addition of Zadorov. And actually, since the last show, it was the trade that precipitated the trade for Zadorov. We can actually talk about, I know we're going to talk about Bavili as part of the Zadorov trade. So a lot has happened for this club. And uh, Jim Rutherford and Patrick Ovin are not afraid to make moves, which is awesome for us and awesome for the team. Did we, hold on, am I am I this, did I not realize that we didn't talk about the Anthony Bavili trade last week? Because it happened on Tuesday, didn't it? Correct. Tuesday wow, the 28th. I could have. I could have added that to the title too, but I didn't. Um, so yeah, we pretty sure. He, yeah, he got traded the day we played the Ducks, and then he obviously PDG, who was going to be a scratch, then played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he got traded Tuesday, and then the Zadorov yeah. trade happened Thursday yes. for the game against Vegas. And I was thinking, hey, get him on the plane, get him on the plane to, to <laughs> Vegas, and they they decided against that, uh, even though they totally could have pulled it off. Um, yeah, where do you, do you want to get get right into it? Anything else you want to talk about before we dive in? Hey, man, you know, this is our show, but I like to see to you, the captain. So whatever you want to do. I think we should save Zadorov for the sort of center of the show uh, when okay. we have the most people in here. So um, we, go the order. we go with the three games first, I guess. Three games, Zadorov, right. Ethan Bear preview is my perfect. Thought. And that'll take all us right. right to 11. Perfect. Uh, and folks, everyone in the chat, thank you all for being here. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. Hit the like button. Do all that good mm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh while we're here, yeah, let's dive into it. Game one of the week on Tuesday, Canucks against the Ducks. And if I told you the Canucks were going to get outshot 27 to 12 through two periods against the Anaheim Ducks, you might think it would be a rough game. That's true. And Anaheim, remember they started this season, they were in fourth, comfortably in fourth behind the big three of Vegas, Vancouver, and LA. And then they went, didn't they lose or in the middle of a five or six game losing streak? But yeah, they, uh, 
they I don't know if they outplayed us, but they certainly outshot us. <laughs> yeah, if I remember correctly, they were on a five-game losing streak coming into this one. Okay, that makes uh, sense. I thought was, man, the Canucks have historically been a really good team to break a streak against. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like it might go that way in this one. I mean, did the Canucks ever trail? No. But it felt like they could have. Um, mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, shots 12-6 in the first period, but it's Brock Besser who opens the scoring um, about six and a half minutes in. Uh, and this is just a uh, a nice little one-timer all the way across, cross ice. Uh, was it Miller who made that first pass? He's been yep. loving that cross ice pass lately. Gets yeah, it when, it gets th- when it gets through, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, he gets that through. Horonic's shot sort of gets stuck in the legs of Gibson. He turns around, can't find it, and Besser slides it in. And mm-hmm. look, Besser... for. For the talk of Besser's shot being back, and he now has, uh, you know, after this game, 17 goals, uh, his shot hasn't really had to be utilized for all of these goals, has it? No, but it's a good thing that he's going to the net, though. And and I know the one thing we're going to talk about for the Vegas game is all Vegas's goals were in around the crease because all these mucky muck goals, and Vancouver doesn't do enough of that. So I was glad that this one was uh, Besser going to uh, going to the to the paint to put in that, uh, yeah, that, rebound that weak re- well, not weak is a hard chronic shot but you're exactly right he hasn't had to snap it or wrist it as much as maybe previous years for sure mm-hmm. yeah so that gets up to 16 uh yeah shots in the first period like i said 12 to 6 we go to the second and anaheim does tie it up on the power play um this was was this a tyler myers penalty yes it was of course it was <laughs> um five minutes in uh, a power play that gets set up about a minute and a half of the power play uh, Henrique from below the goal line essentially finds Ryan Strom. His shot just beats uh, Demko cleanly. It was yeah. a good shot. Um, and again, it's one of like, hey, maybe you know Demko saves most of the time, but you know when it's his twentieth shot of the night or whatever, you know, twenty five minutes in, yeah, he's gonna, the, you know, they're gonna go in eventually. Yep. Yep. And you're gonna hear a common theme from us, you guys, everyone in the chat watching. Parker or I are gonna say for each of these next three games, the Canucks give up a power play goal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's almost like uh, uh, Pew Suter was making a difference, uh, but yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so Canucks, like I said, out getting outshot twenty-seven to twelve going into the third period, and what do they do? Um, I mean, Kuzmenko makes John Gibson really mad <laughs> in front of the net, gets into a bit of a battle, gets sort of shoved into Gibson, uh, <laughs> and then Gibson, as Elias Pettersson is sort of outside the trapezoid, the delay game trapezoid as he's cutting around, Gibson takes a step out of his crease to give a shot to Kuzmenko. And uh, as he's like sliding back, Pettersson just beats him to the far post, um, which I thought it was just perfect. It was hilarious. Um, it was very Jordan Biddington-esque from John Gibson. Uh, <laughs> well, good play. And, good call. Uh, in a game that felt a little scary coming to the third, the Canucks get the lead right back. Yeah, and I, Parker, I admit I missed this goal live. I was at this game, but I was blessed to check out the, the you know, the underground tunnel thing mm-hmm. where the, the Canucks walk. And so we just seen them take the ice for the third period, and we were trying to make our way back to our seats. But of course, I'm not the fastest guy in the first place. But recovering from my injury, blah blah blah. I just heard the crowd and I saw the replay, and I was laughing so hard because yeah, Gibson it not only got like one shot. I think he went for like two or three shots on Kuzmenko. Maybe could have concentrated more on getting back to his position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe not the smartest move uh, from him, but we'll take it. Yeah. Uh, so Pedersen gets his ninth. Uh, and then, um, honestly, the rest of the period for the Canucks have, like I said, out shot 27 to 12 through two. Canucks out shoot the Ducks 15 to four in the final period, only like, holding the Ducks to four shots when they need a goal, uh, which is yeah. fantastic. 
you get a nice little Brock Besser uh, shot from that was from his own zone, right? The empty yes. netter. Yeah, I, exactly. I think he had PD. He had someone on his right, but he didn't even look at him. He just he just shot it directly. <laughs> yeah, you can actually see PD sort of like puts the backhand of the stick down and is like, "I am here if you need me." And Besser just fires it, uh, and it is yeah. of course dead center. Uh, yep. And uh, that that wraps it up three one in a game yeah. that maybe the Canucks didn't deserve to win, but they sure. sort of. Going in against an inferior opponent, you love you would have loved to see them just take it to them and dominate, but they sort of just did the bare minimum and still yeah. got a win, which is like, you know, it's like the opposite of a moral victory. I guess it's like a moral yeah. loss. <laughs> they, they got the two <laughs> points, but like they didn't deserve it. And it's not a good trend that you want to see going forward. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, they got it done. Yeah, a win's a win. And it's interesting, Parker. Um, it, it, we can joke around about Besser getting three or four empty net goals this season or Tanner Pearson. That was his job a few seasons ago, but that means that Rick Tockett is trusting Besser to be out there for protecting a lead in the final minute of the game. So uh, that's a compliment to his all around game, not just his offense, but his defensive awareness as well, which is good, which is really good. Yeah, no, you love to see it. I mean, yeah, yeah. The guy's got 17 goals after this game, which is great. I don't think he had, he didn't have any in the next two games. So the, you know, yeah. he's in a bit of a slump now uh, yeah. in comparison, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't have that much to say about this game. Demko is really good, um, yeah. which he seems to have one great game, one off game. And that trend sort of has been the trend for the team. And it was sort of the trend for this week as well. Um, but he did what he had to do um, and, uh, and got the team to Thursday night's game. Exactly. And just before we go to that, Carol, thank you for supporting us as a member. Another way that you can support Parker and me on the channel. So thank you very much for, for being around always and for supporting us as an official member. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. Yes. So let me start with this. We're going to get to the Zadorov trade in a bit. Were you surprised they didn't like get him over for this game? Because when did they trade for him? They traded, it was like it's Thursday. Uh, no, I'm, I wasn't surprised, honestly, because are you really going to put it in without a practice? I, I, I'm just asking. I mean, I mean, it's that or Juleson, right? <laughs> my thought was, I was excited about this trade. And my, yeah. my initial thought was like, okay, well, it's, I think it was, yeah, it was like 2.30, 3 o'clock or something. Yeah. Uh, I actually see, when did I, when did I post, I posted my yeah, video. Your at video's massive. Your video's yeah. massive. <laughs> I posted the video at 3.20. So the trade must happen at like 2.45, okay. 2.30. Um quick flight from calgary <laughs> but he didn't like he was in calgary with the team but he never send, practiced with the team. send the jet over you know i mean i mean what he you gotta pay you're paying him a game check for this game anyways right fly <laughs> fly the fly the jet over pick him up bring him back get him in there um okay so, that was that was my thought no fair and uh, fair i give you a prop you're a smart guy I give you props however it it was kind of like um the 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 one situation that would actually make it not so um, practical be, uh, from a standpoint of, or he can actually stay in the city that he's in because he's with the team that we, we're going to play next. I, I, so I guess two extremes, two extremes. Yeah. It's such a quick flight though. Like, yeah, it's an hour each way essentially. Right. Like, but he didn't yeah. practice with the team. <laughs> yeah. But he was about to play that night. Anyways, they're about to play Dallas. I think true. Like, yeah. What, what, what's the practice going to give you? That is so funny. So how much out of 10, out of 10, how much of this argument, Parker, I can't even tell if you're serious or not, um, is predicated on the other options of Juleson, McCord and, and Friedman. Oh, that's, that's a big part of it. Yeah. It's, it's because honestly, normally it's like, yeah, like whatever, it's not a big deal, but it's like, Hey, you're against Vegas, a game that you're not favored to win. 
And I was kind of like, hey, maybe, maybe like what a spark that would be for the lineup. If you're just able to pull this guy in, he gets True. there like right before warm up. The boys all get fired up. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little facetious, I know, I know. but I'm also like, they could have done it. The, yeah. Like logistically, it was very possible. Was and you still have to play. One, yeah. And you still would have to play one of Julesen or Friedman because Susie's out. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Just not both of them. Right. Yeah, you would have been able to. Well, apparently they want they like Juleson more than Friedman right now, which is bizarre to me. Bizarre. Um, but we'll we'll get to that later. Either way, <laughs> um, so Vegas comes to town, um, and uh, I, I mean the summary of this game is they absolutely took it to the Canucks. Oh. Like the the sentiment that was so glaring online after this game and everything was, uh, wow, there's still a big gap, <laughs> right? We we've had this great little run of. You know, uh, whatever the start was, 14-5-1 or whatever it was at the time. Yeah. Uh, great. Awesome. You're nowhere no, you're nowhere near this Vegas team, which I yeah. was surprised by. This Vegas team has been, had been slumping a bit coming into this game, um, and I don't like to put too much, you know, sort of focus into a single game. It's like, yeah, you got killed by Vegas, but that doesn't mean that you're so far below them. It's one game. that I still look mm-hmm. back to that Dallas and the Rangers game. Um, but this game, you know, were you surprised that it was this much of a shellacking from Vegas? I, yeah, I was surprised uh, it was that it was this much. Uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if Vegas won because they are technically the better team by standings, although it's very close. I was more disappointed in in that we didn't see a more competitive game. I'm okay. Well, I'm okay with it no matter what, but I would much rather have a 4-3 loss, you know, uh, j- just – not for go up for nothing and then get kind of a garbage goal at the end. I, I would have loved to see a more competitive game, truly. But yeah, Vegas is big, man. They're fast. They're big. They're skilled. They're no wonder they've made the playoffs five of the six, and they've done well in the playoffs. Obviously, winning the cup. So it, it was a good me- whether you call it litmus test or measuring stick or measuring test or litmus stick, whatever you want to do. That didn't sound good. Whatever you want to call it, it was uh, it was not a good showing for us. <laughs> Yeah, now, now would you be surprised? I, I mean, I, I think you heard Kai and I talking about a game over, but analytically, yeah. the Canucks weren't terrible. Yeah, where were we expected game. goals for that? Close? Expected goals in the first period in all situations. Yeah. Um, Canucks won the first period. Hmm. Expected goals 52% to 48%. Second period was 46% uh, to the 54 of Vegas. Wow. Uh, and then third period was a bit more of a gap, 64 to 36 But overall, 54 to 46 and expected yeah. goals, high danger chances, thirteen to ten in favor of Vancouver. What? Um, Vegas is like, yeah, Vegas. Even you know, Corsi was fifty-one to sixty-two. It wasn't a huge difference. Um, the shots were were the biggest difference in this one. Uh, you look at the heat map. Vegas has a ton, a ton of shots coming from the left point, like top of the faceoff circle on the left-hand side. The Canucks had a ton from in tight, and that mm. so sure it doesn't tell the whole story analytically. Um, I genuinely think if Brett Howden doesn't score that goal 16 seconds into the third period, the Canucks might be able to make it a little bit more interesting. Uh, I think yeah. that really took the wind out of their sails. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they 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 did get outplayed. They absolutely got outplayed. And, and the shots will tell you that. The score will tell you that. Um, but I do think there's a little bit of light uh, in that tunnel from that game. Okay, that's fair. That That's fair. I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I that night could have been a night where the crowd was into it more. Everyone was into it more, but uh, yeah, Vegas scored early and then they just kind of shut it down from there. Yeah. Yeah. They, they played, they played their style and they played it very well. Yeah. Um, and the Canucks, they, they couldn't really break through, right? When they did break through, it was a high danger chance. 
but they just didn't break through enough times. Yep. Uh, yep. I don't know how in depth we really want to get into this one. Um, <laughs> I mean, you got the, you got the two goals in the first weird. Period. They're weird. Those are weird goals. Very weird goals, right? You have that Barbashev yeah. one where it's got no stick. to yeah. the front of the net and there's like, everybody's there <laughs> and, and no one can find the guy with the puck which is, I mean, it's just bad defending, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the Eichel goal where... Um, Hegg did a... Skating... Yeah, Hegg did a 360 and it bounced off both of his skates or something. It was yeah, so Barbashev weird. just skates right up, or someone skates right up the middle, it bounces like over yeah. to the corner and then across. Like, again, yeah. like the puck shouldn't be getting to these places and it was. Yeah, um, yeah. You have the William Carlson goal, which is like actually a real goal. Um, yeah. Like you just beat him with a shot. Demko cheated too far with the glove side. Um, power play goal beat him on on the far side and then that fourth goal again just really wacky right you have the shot that literally hits Demko in the blocker and then (laughs) hits Howden in the shoulder and goes in so three of the four Vegas goals were very weird um to get to those points and not that I'm like making excuses um obviously the Canucks had all played but um yeah just some fluky ones Uh, that's what happens when you put 44 pucks on net though Actually, and you make a really good point. You take away that Howden goal, and let's say I, I don't know how you say this, but let's say Kuzmenko does score his goal, then you're right. It's it's three one, and there's still 16 minutes left in the game. So I, I, I forgot that Kuzmenko's goal was so early in the in the mm-hmm. third. So yeah, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. We'll get yeah, him. It, it just wasn't a fun one. It, it just wasn't a fun game uh, at all. Yeah. Um, anything that you really want to talk about in this one? Uh, I didn't like that we were 0 for 3 in the power play and they were 1 for 3. That's a that's not great. But um, Yeah, power play wasn't great that night. Yeah. Oh, and this is the game. And I, I think Petey, and uh, we'll talk about this, kind of redeemed himself with the two-point outing in, in Calgary, although very easy two points for him. Yeah, this is the game where a lot of people, he had zeros right across his, and then two hits, and then um, no shots. 40% in the face-off circle. So this is the one game where I, I did see a lot of, uh, it wasn't vitriol, like that's too strong of a word, but it's certainly a lot of people questioning PD must be hurt, PD must be hurt. And I know, uh, I think you guys, no, did you have game over in this one too? Yeah, you did, the same one. You talked about it too, right? On 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 game over, I thought. Yeah, I I, yeah. I said he must be hurt, right? Like just the yeah. way he's playing, this is the kind of game that he's a player that can break it, right? He's a player mm-hmm. that, hey, you know, the Canucks are, are, you know, sort of getting it taken to them. He can create a play. He can go score a goal and, and bring the team back in it. There just really yeah. wasn't any of that. Um, yep. Really anybody in this one. Yeah. Um, I think he looked better against Calgary. And yeah. in my, I, I didn't, you know, I, I had a limited viewing of the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think he, he took a bit of a step in the other direction. Sure, sure. No, that's fair. And we'll get to that. So, yeah. Uh, I just kind of disappointing that the Canucks didn't have a better effort. They don't have to win every game. They're not going to win every game, but they, for some reason we can't beat Vegas at home. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're a good team. They're yeah. a good team. It's tough. Um, that does take us, however, to Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. Canucks go a little quick flight, very quick flight, even very quick. Uh, to Calgary, <laughs> um, where Zadorov was waiting. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, the Canucks, uh, the Canucks looked better in this one. Genuinely, um, I was at a I was at a Christmas party, um, just like a friend's ah. Christmas party. Uh, had it on. We had, had it on. We had the game on the little. We had because we were sort of in a circle in the kitchen. All the guys were. All the all the <laughs> women were by the TV, so we were kind of stuck over here. So we had one of those little Google Home displays, like a little six inch screen 
with the yep. game on it. And then we had someone's phone on exactly opposite from it with the game on it. So everyone had a very small viewing experience. Um, but we did watch it. Uh, so I just couldn't really tell who was who out there. <laughs> okay. So be, before you, so before you, we go through the game, now I'm very curious because uh, I, I find social dynamics quite interesting. And Carol, fangirl, any other female, don't get mad at me. It's just a question. Parker. Were the, you said the females were around the TV, correct? In the living yeah, room. Yeah, the, the ladies the ladies had the couches by the TV. Yeah. Was it it's on? It's a townhouse. So it's like a, a long sort of yeah. skinny building. Sure. So there's the sitting area with the TV. That's where the ladies went. They had the couches. They were comfortable. There's a couple of babies. So they, you know, they wanted to be by the TV. That's fine. And the men were standing around the fridge. Okay. As we do. Right. And I'm not saying anything about women, kitchen, men. No, nothing. I'm asking you, was the women, was the TV on? Yes, it was on a fireplace channel. Okay, see, see, but I, we did, we did take it over for the third. I will say we okay. did, we did take over the the TV for the third period, um, and put the game. Yeah. Well, you guys are gentlemen for sure, because if I don't care if it was my house or someone else's house, I would have likely gotten everyone mad at me. But I would, I would have humbly suggested, humbly suggested that we swap places. <laughs> yeah. They that's where the seating was though. We didn't want to. Okay, <laughs> it was fine. You, you guys are good. You guys are good husbands and boyfriends. Good job. Good job. <laughs> uh yeah so i i caught a bit um canucks open the scoring that was quinn hughes early um and uh, this one got the kitchen fired up uh as we were uh watching uh quinn hughes just sort of goes down the line walks down the uh, walks down the wing it's a shot that we've seen him make a few times this year yeah. uh he's yeah. been really good at picking spots goalies really are scared of the shot up here like the really low percentage like shot up yeah. by the ear um and Hughes doesn't really go for that uh, and it's a and I think he notices you know goalies cheat a little bit that sort of reverse RVH that, that right. all the goalies yeah. do and and there's usually a spot somewhere else and he finds it uh on Markstrom to make it one nothing early yeah at least that San Jose game I remember you and I talked about it on the on the show there's that same thing that instead of trying to take it off the, the goalie's ear you go the other side because he is cheating yeah that was a great start and uh, I was pumped. I was pumped. And then Zadorov had touched the puck at least once, but I'm not sure if you could tell on your little screens, but he did get booed. It wasn't like merciless booing. It was just kind of, I'm going to boo this guy for the heck of it. And then, cause by the end of the game, the booing had stopped because he had a, his game was okay. It, it was a, a tiny bit uneven, but it wasn't brutal. He, he had a, a, a hit or two. He got actually uh, one of the guys tried to put him in his own bench, which was pretty funny, but uh, overall he was fine. And yes, um, good start though. You, I just, I just love beating Calgary out of all teams. I just love beating Calgary. Yeah. Calgary and Edmonton are, are the top for me. Actually yeah. the Leafs are the top uh, <laughs> then Calgary and Edmonton. Fair um, enough. yeah. And then, um, they, they kept it going. Um, they get that second goal, which is off a heronic shot from the point. Who's up to 23 assists at this point after this goal. Unbelievable. Um, so point shot, uh, good little rebound comes right out to Lafferty. Who's just in the right spot opposite side of the net waiting for a rebound comes over to him taps it in jacob markstrom almost made one of the best saves ever seen on this one mm. here he dives over and and it does get a piece of his glove and sort of folds it away uh that would have hurt if he saved that one that probably would have changed this game entirely yeah, yeah that's true but lafferty does you know it's pretty easy to go to the well it's easy and it's difficult to go to the front of the net when you know heronic's going to shoot it because you're either gonna get pegged off and probably get injured or you're going to have a rebound just like Bester scored on Hronik's uh, point shot ag against uh, Anaheim. This one was Lafferty cleaning up the garbage in the blue paint, which is, which is awesome. We need more yeah. of that. Uh, Flames did get one back on the power play, of course, because mm -hmm. the Cuts mm -hmm. penalty kill still isn't very good. Mm -hmm. uh, just couldn't get the puck out of the zone. 
Uh, I think Lafferty was sort of the guy who, you know, had a chance and a guy just sort of shielded him off. Yeah. Uh, they play it down the wing. Backlund sort of sneaks in uh, on the back door side. Pass gets yeah. fired across. He tips it in. No one picked him up. Uh, and uh, Flames get one back mm-hmm. in the first. Yeah, Backlund. I know I, I mentioned uh, he actually he could have landed on Demko. I, I'm sure he, he's not a jerk. He's not like a, a pretty clean player. So I think Myers tried to check him too late and Backlund tr- made sure they didn't fall on Demko and that would be insult to injury anyways. And yeah, I would have loved to be going in the first intermission up to nothing, but can't, yeah, can't stop everything, I guess. Yeah. So first period ends up, uh, shots are eight, seven in favor of the, uh, sorry, who was in, who was in favor of if you're the flames, eight, seven <laughs> in favor of Calgary. Um, analytically, uh, the, uh, Canucks were the better team. One expected goal to 0.81. So 55, 45. Um, so just slightly, uh, shot attempts were basically equal. High danger chances were four, four scoring chances were seven, five. So an equal first period, but the Canucks have the edge, um, mm-hmm. going to the second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that second period, um, did anything happen for 19 minutes? No. I, that, and I, I, I'm going to admit Parker, cause I would never lie to you or the, I actually, fell asleep for two minutes and I usually don't fall asleep during Canucks games. I must be really tired or something, but no, um, I was there watching with my son, Sean. He said, I didn't miss anything in those two minutes. And then in, in the 17 minutes I was awake, I didn't miss anything either. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but the Canucks do get one to end the period. One that I yeah. thought was Patterson's, but I apparently just got a small piece of it for an assist. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, right at the end of a Canucks power play. So they still kind of have a man advantage because the last guy's just coming in out of the box um puck goes on net it sort of bounces around a little bit mikhaev bats at it person bats at it uh, and it goes in it goes to mikhaev um one of those backbreaker goals right it's 2-1 uh, a pretty even slow period for the flames and they allow that goal with 28 seconds left um which just absolutely kills the vibes in the dressing room yeah so heronic doesn't get an assist because I guess both PD and McKay have touched it on the way in when they both swiped at it, but it was another heroic point shot. Um, his stick explodes. And then I guess it bounces off Lafferty and McKay and Pedersen swipe at it at the same time. So somehow uh, McKay have hit it after Pedersen hit it. So I guess that's why they all got points. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, second period also pretty even, um, but we go to the third did anything happen in the third period? Because again, shots, no one, no, neither team had double digit shots in any period in yeah. this game, which is yeah. sad because uh, the shots yeah. ended up 23 to 22. Uh, yeah. Did anything happen for the first 15 minutes in the third? Uh, no, they, I, I think they, I can't remember this is the one where the Canucks switched up their lines a little bit and they tried. Um, um, is, is this the one? No, no, they had Lafferty and Hoglander with Pedersen the whole time. No, I, I think it was just more of a Calgary trying to push, Vancouver thwarting them all the way until the very end. The last five minutes was bananas. <laughs> yeah, so they're, so Calgary gets one back to make it 3-2, uh, and this one's just tough. Um, you know, Flames are sort of, you know, firing it around. Uh, it comes down to, I believe, Sharon Govich, and he just waits, and then Demko starts swimming. Um, like, he, I think Hughes just needs to go attack Sharon Govich here because Demko mm-hmm. just gets lost and he eventually just slides it through to Lindholm who, who just gets a stick on it and taps it in um, to get the Flames within one. Is it no big deal that Demko overcommitted there? Whatever. Or I, I don't like it. 
I, I think he should have just stayed still really. I, yeah. I, but I think he needs someone to go there, right? Like he's, he's stuck there waiting for so long that eventually he just sort of drifts towards the player and he's not like sure what to do. Uh, I think Hughes no. just needs to jump to that guy. It's it, they're okay. not on a power play. You're five on five, you know, uh, attack a guy. Uh, if he's going to yeah. sit there with the puck for that long. That's fair. That's fair. So now it's three, two. We, now we got a game. Like uh, Calgary didn't have to pull their, their goalie yet. Because yeah, because there's only three two, and then they put, did pull the goalie with two minutes left, and then that's when the new guy struck. <laughs> yeah, Zadorov fires it from his own goal line. Somehow, I still haven't seen an angle. <laughs> yeah, um, but Elias Pettersson somehow tips it at his own in his own zone or at the blue line or something, and it it perfectly bounces in. Does he mean to do that? Like I don't I don't get it. I don't get yeah. it. Like if Elias Pettersson sees this shot from the goal line and is like, oh, this is going wide and somehow tips it in. That's absurd. I don't know how that's possible, but I don't know why he would tip it anyways. Yeah. So, and then I did not think he scored it, but then I saw Zadorov goal right away. He went to him. Yeah. He was pointing at PD. That's you. That's you. It's yours. PD was the first one to the bench for the fist bumps. That's an indication. And then um, I see Zadorov get credited with the goal and then they change it to PD afterwards. So who knows? Yeah, definitely guess, was yeah. Patterson just by Zadorov's yeah. reaction. I, yeah. I think that's enough to, to convince me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he gets his 10th of the year. Zadorov gets his first point uh, as a Canuck. And thank goodness this one went in because 26 <laughs> seconds later, uh, Lindholm scores again. And this is because they get a power play. Uh, and then right off the face off, they just go one timer rebound. I think the shot goes wide. Uh, and yes. Lindholm is in the perfect spot. It looks like a set play almost. Um, Demko almost gets this too, like going the behind the back Vasilevsky with the glove, yeah. um, but he doesn't. Uh, you so know, it's you know why three. the Canucks were on the penalty kill, right? Was it Tyler Myers? No. Who's the other guy? Oh, oh Noah Juleson. <laughs> glass. Oh, it's one of those two. Like, so, are you putting the puck over the glass? But you know what it was, Parker? It wasn't, it wasn't, I'm trying to clear it off the thing. He actually was was falling, and he batted it up, and then it went. <laughs> That's so much worse. I missed that. I remember. I remember then after they scored that goal, though, everyone like sweating by the TV. Um, so, but the Canucks hung on, yeah. thankfully. Uh, they, Calgary had all the pressure for the last minute too, um, but the Canucks did hang on uh, and win this one four three in a pretty mm -hmm. low event game that somehow had seven goals. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, <laughs> but it's good. It's good. We need we needed that win. Uh, another Pacific Division opponent that we actually haven't been really uh, running unless it's San Jose and we lost against them. We haven't been run, running the table with Pacific Division opponents yet. So th this is a very important win for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Flames like they're not close, but that game is a big difference maker, right? Yep. That game. That game. They're six points apart if the Flames win if instead win. of ten with points the apart. That they are with the now. game in hand too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's a that's a really nice win for the Canucks because the Flames were were on a bit of an upstreet uh, an upslope too. Uh, they had won I think six of their last eight games or something along those lines at that point. So yeah, um, yeah, a really a really big win for the Canucks, especially on like Saturday night. Like I know that adds some. It was Zadoro's being his first game and all that stuff. Yeah. It helps. Uh, it matters a lot. Yep. And the biggest uh, story here is they switched the lines up. So they had Lafferty and Hoglander with Petey, and they all got two points. So six points for that top line, and that left um, Miller with Besser and Kuzmenko. So interesting. I, I don't know if I like that line, Parker, because I just don't like their – at least with PDG, you had a bit more of a defensive presence, and Kuzmenko simply doesn't have 
a defensive right. presence. So I, I'm not sold on that combo yet. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, yeah. He really doesn't doesn't have much of that defensive <laughs> presence um, that you'd like to see in that uh, in those situations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. By the way, before we get to the the big news of the week, uh, Carol becomes a member and then acknowledges that she's. I guess she's been a member for 16 months, not just today. So thank you, Carol. And then we have two donations: Spartan with five dollars and Just Incredible with five dollars. Spartan saying Zadorva Myers maybe the two two towers, but Hughes is the true Lord of the Rings. And Justin says. Uh, Arizona Coyotes for the cup. They've won five straight against the last, oh, against the last five cup champions. I know they yeah. throttled Washington night. That's pretty cool. So thank you, Spartan. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate it. And thank you, Carol. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. I'd hold off on the Lord of the Rings comments until the Canucks win something. <laughs> yes. So maybe yeah. one day. <laughs> oh, did I say uh, McKay and not Hoglander? Yeah. The uh, top, Hoglander. No, it was Hughes. You're right. You're right. You're right. It was McKay of, my bad. It was McKay of, pd and lafty no oh, i see PD. that was my bad thank Different you comment thank, gotcha. you, thank you thank you yeah all right so that's the games canucks got yeah. two and one on the week um they as hold we off predicted. the kings Pardon as me? we both we both predicted two and one yeah and they were the two games that we predicted yeah. uh it was yeah. it was exactly how we drew it up um and looking at the standings right now i mean canucks are 16 8 and 1 sitting pretty 33 points in 25 games I haven't done the math on what that is. Uh, 33 over 25 times 82. 108 point pace. That's not yep. bad. Yep. Um, so they'll, they'll just need to coast for a bit. Like they, they're, they're doing pretty well. Obviously we want them to keep, uh, keep winning where they can and, and grow that. Um, but a nice gap, like I said, 10 points on the flames. who have a game in hand, 11 points on the Kraken who are now eight, 12 and six with only five regulation wins uh, in nice. 26 games. The Kraken are, they're pretty much dead, I think. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, they have to go on a crazy, crazy pace to to make it. Yeah, yeah. Fine with me. Yeah, and in the and in the central, it's getting uh, it's it's getting a little bit tighter. There's sort of five teams within five points of each other mm. in the central. Uh, you've got the Blues creeping up a little bit. Uh, the Coyotes, like was mentioned, have won five straight. They went from being eight nine and two to thirteen nine and two. So they've wow. completely turned their season around, especially uh, essentially in in five games, uh, and yeah, all against you know six nothing against the Caps, four one against the Blues, four three against the Avs, three one against the Lightning, two nothing against Vegas. Um, so they have been uh, they've been rolling. Um, so they Crazy. are, and and I, I'm fine with. It. I mean, look, you, coming into this year, we would have been saying, okay, we want as few central teams to be decent as possible. <laughs> um, but now the Canucks are doing so well that like. I mean, they they got a ten point gap on on fourth in the Pacific, right? Like they're mm -hmm. they're comfortably in a playoff spot as long as the Flames continue to flounder, and uh, especially if Edmonton continues to struggle down there. I mean, they've won four in a row, right? They're they were five and twelve, five twelve and one. Now they're nine twelve and one. They're on a bit of a comeback, mm -hmm. uh, but who knows how long their goaltending lasts, right? That could fall apart at any moment. So yeah, um, they actually need to keep winning. They control yep. their own destiny. They, they they just keep on cruising and pick up hundred points on the year. They will be totally fine. And Parker, I'm just happy. I'm in a keeper league. I've told you about my Yahoo league that's uh, 15 years running now. It's a salary cap league. I picked up Connor Ingram, and his salary cap hit is 730 grand. I don't know anything about salary leagues. I'll be honest. Oh, I've never well, done well, it. Basically, we have a salary cap, and so you, you want good value. Connor Ingram makes 730 grand. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> but until they bring the, – apparently they want to give Jack Campbell another chance. Wow. We'll see how that goes for them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah, let's go. So, so yeah, uh, good week. We'll we'll preview the next three games uh, in a yep. few minutes. But let's talk about. Uh, I guess I thought it was one trade, but we're talking about two two trades today that yeah. sort of turn into one another. First one Tuesday last week, Anthony Bavillier to Chicago for the better of their first or their fifth round picks, not first round picks, uh, the better of their fifth round picks. Um, Rick Dollywall tweeted when this dropped, and he accidentally said the Canucks yeah. give <laughs> a fifth. Or something like that. I'm like, oh, they had to pay a fifth to get rid of Bavillier. Yeah. Uh, but no, they actually get a fifth to clear out that salary. That's, uh, I know everyone uses tidy piece of business, but that's amazing. You don't retain, nor do you have to sweeten. That's good. And this is, remember, Parker, ever since the summer, we were talking about it's either got to be Garland, Bovillier, or Myers, one of the $4 million guys or, or, or Besser. Four million plus. Yeah, or Besser. That's true. We talked about the four guys. We knew that Besser wasn't going anywhere. We know that Talkit loves Myers. So then it was either like Garland or Bovillier. And uh, Garland's just been okay. But Bovillier, that, it's so, the fact, um, yeah, I have nothing against him as a player, as a person, blah, blah, blah. But the circumstance, the fact that you didn't have to give up anything. Is, is is awesome and and this was even without knowing that what they're going to do just 48 hours later yeah yeah if you'd asked anyone over the past couple of weeks like does bavillier have positive value the answer was no <laughs> right two get yeah. two goals all year both against san jose ninth and tenth in a 10-1 game like he, he just he's been invisible and doesn't have the production to back it up yeah um so for the canucks to go out and just be able to clear that space for a fifth sort of taking advantage of chicago losing Corey perry and yeah. and jumping right on that um you know it was it was shrewd it was something that we haven't seen from you know the previous yeah. management group the ability to just like hey take advantage of a bad situation that another team's having and sure yeah. a fifth round pick isn't anything special right yeah. um but if it was anthony bavillier for future considerations i would have been like oh sweet slam dunk right the yeah. fact that they they get a fifth that they then go and flip is yeah. uh is you know nice nice little bit of sweetener. So truth be told, Tuesday night you're sitting there, Parker. The Canucks have traded Beauvillier. Did you have a feeling, even and you can admit if you did, a small inkling that this was the trade they're going to make? Do you think they're going to hold? I kept talking about Ethan Bear, and you use yeah like half of that four million dollars, not all of it. So what were you thinking on Tuesday night, truly? Yeah, I thought there was more to come. I just didn't mm-hmm. think it was going to be Zadorov. I you know I see. I see that you know they they trade Anthony Bavillier. I'm like, okay, that clears up a lot of cap space. Perfect to bring in a defenseman. Yeah. Um, I was of the mind that hey, you know, go get the free one that everyone says you're gonna get, right? That just makes sense. You now have the room to do it. Um, it's a slam dunk, it's a free player, whatever. Yeah. Um then they decide, <laughs> no, we're not we're not gonna do that. We are going to spend to acquire a player. Now Again, if you would ask me going into this week, should the Canucks acquire Nikita Zadorov? I would have said no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I thought the cost would be high. Yeah. Um, but the the trade comes in, and I just see uh, the Canucks have traded for Nikita Zadorov. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And I look, and it is a it is the fifth that they acquired for Anthony Bavillier. So again, I would have been fine with future considerations for Bavillier. So I I call that nothing. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> a third in 2026 um and as the as the calgary flames comment section on twitter so eloquently put it a 15 year old <laughs> um i mean i mean what even if even if Sidorov has a minuscule impact on the team they they paid absolutely nothing to get him that's a great point and so i'll say one thing from calgary's perspective parker just um of course a lot of calgary flames fans 
were, which I love, were upset. I can't believe you, you, this is all you got for him. I, why did we wait to the trade? Why didn't we wait to the deadline and build up his value? Why did we trade to a, a divisional opponent? All these things. But the one good thing for Calgary is, and I got to say, if I'm saying this about Beauvillier, I have to say this for, for Calgary and Zadorva as well. They should be happy that they didn't have to retain. They should be happy that they didn't have to throw in a sweetener. So I, I, I that's, I think the only positive that you can take from a Calgary and, and, and then now they get that 3.75 million cap space. So everything that we said about Beauvillier, but uh, you can say for Calgary, but the net is for us, we basically trade Beauvillier and a, what, and a third and a third round pick. In, third. In, yeah. For, for Zadorov. I'll take that any, any day of the week. Yeah. They traded from a position of strength, uh, the wing, yeah. right? They had a, an absolute glut of yeah. wingers. Um, yes. and upgraded their defense, which was their, which is their weakness. And yeah, you mentioned for the flames, they didn't have to retain salary. Like what a perfect storm, right? Yeah. Uh, the Corey Perry getting bought or not even getting bought out, having his contract terminated frees up Chicago. Cause in this flat cap world, no one really has cap flexibility, right? But Chicago now has a little bit of flat uh, cap flexibility. So the Canucks don't need to retain in a Bavillier trade, which means that the flames now don't need to trade, uh, retain yeah. in a Zadorov trade, which allows the Canucks to get Zadorov instead of a team like Toronto, who was pushing for Zadorov. But the rumor was any trade with Toronto, the flames are going to have to retain salary. And that was the difference maker. So again, Patrick Alvin, you know, sort of seeing things from the sky being like, okay, well this, this move allows us to sort of chain a couple of things together and they still are paying less on the cap than they were coming into, you know, come last Tuesday, they had more on their cap than they do now because Zadorov makes less than Bavillier. Uh, and they can still create a little bit more room and pull in a guy like Ethan bear. This doesn't eliminate that possibility. Um, so if anything, let's say they go get Ethan bear for free. Well, now we're talking about Bavillier and a 2026 third for essentially Zadorov and bear. Um, you know, that's, uh, you essentially just picked up a really good third pairing yeah. for Anthony Bavillier and a 2026 third round pick, which has so little chance of ever making an impact on a team. And if they will, it won't be till 2030, 2031. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I got confused because I didn't know a lot about Zadorov. I presumed, I presumed that he was a left side guy because he's left-handed and that Tanev was a right side guy, right? Because everyone's talking about Zadorov and Tanev, a lefty and a righty. And then I realized, and I look at some uh, some recent lineups for Calgary, then I thought, what the heck? Has he been playing on the right side all along? And then I find out that, no, he's only been playing on the right side for the past few weeks just to fill in there, but he is a left. So who knows? We'll see We'll see where the Canucks put him with Susie out and da-da-da. But uh, I guess he can play both sides, just like Cole and Susie can. But the talk is going to have to pick one of them to, to play on their offside, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it really rounds out the that defensive yeah. core, right? Holy, because totally. we talk about okay, Hughes and Heronic, that's good, good first yep. pair, and then you get to Cole Myers. You know, like, okay, well, Tyler Myers was playing a lot better sheltered, right, in in sort of a third pairing role, and then you get to that third pair, and you're not really talking about NHLers at that point, right? <laughs> you're talking about Mark Freeman and Noah Juleson, or yeah. Akito Hirose, or Cole yeah. McWard, or insert name uh, Matt Irwin was called up you know there was a threat of Matt Irwin making an appearance um so all of that <laughs> now you know it's not only let's say you're putting Zadorov on the second uh, second pair which you know maybe is where he ends up maybe it's not some people say he's better in a third pair whatever um well what does that do that shifts 
everyone else down, right? That puts mm. my, let's say you went Cole Zadorov, right? It's yeah. pretty good. That's a that's an okay second pair, and now your third pair is is Friedman Myers or Myers Juleson or whatever, right? Now Myers plays six minutes less a night. One of Friedman and Juleson doesn't play. Uh, yeah. it, it moves. It bumps every. It improves not only your second pair, but it improves your third pair, um, mm. which makes a big difference. So when Susie's back, and I get this not going to be to January, Parker, but when Susie's back, how do you line them up? Do you go Hughes, Ronick? Do you go Cole and Susie because they played together before and keep the two, so. the two I big guys so, together? I, I think I, I think Zadorov probably, you know, people have said he plays better as a third-pairing guy. Fine. I think Tyler Myers plays better as a third-pairing guy. So yeah. that, that allows you, yeah, you have Cole and Susie as a decent second pair, inoffensive, yeah. I would say, um, with some PK upside. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you have Zadorov and Myers playing, you know, 14 minutes a night or 16 minutes a night or whatever that ends up being on the third pair. Um, and they can sort of be sheltered and they can play a very, you know, a physical game that doesn't, you know, can can play kind of risk free um, yeah. and more structured yeah. uh, like Tyler Myers did for that that couple of weeks there. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good lineup. And then, yeah, you can move things around if you need to. Right. If you need to bump Cole down, move Susie or move Zadorov up for a little bit. Uh, you have that flexibility. Are they going to be healthy 100%? No, right? Like, right, good point. The good odds point. of all six of them being healthy at once aren't super high for any long stretch, but <laughs> that gives you, yeah. it, it definitely gives you a lot of flexibility. Yeah, and I, dare I say, the only way, uh, the Canucks inconsistency has, has not coincidentally been when Susie and Suter went down, and because of that, then they've had to split Hughes and Hronick up quite a bit, and I think the only way you split them up again is if we get Ethan Bear because uh, Bear did have uh, Hughes and Bear had good numbers playing together. So I would be open if we sign Ethan Bear to a Hughes Bear, then Heronic with one of I guess Susie would probably be the best. And now yeah. you're going um, some option of Zadora, Cole, and Myers on your bottom six, and then look how much stronger we are there. That's that's great, right? And then Spartan sort of alluding to this. Thank you for the two dollars, Spartan, saying mm. you can then ship Myers away. Um, that scares look okay look six million dollars is big right and i you're saying we sign adler and bear i'm, I'm <laughs> staying away from alex adler i yeah, yeah, yeah. i think he's done yeah, um yeah, yeah. however yeah in theory you ship myers away you and you have bear you now have six nhl defensemen mm -hmm. however you only have six right but then mm -hmm. you know mark friedman's not a huge drop he's right? been good and and noah Juleson can play a little bit too um, but what a luxury that would be, right? And especially, you know, what are you then doing with that cap space that you've, you've picked up, right? You're using that to pick up, um, you know, an even better defenseman, potentially. Um, it definitely opens up some options um, that this team didn't have, you know, because yeah. a week ago they only had really four NHL defensemen healthy. Yeah. That's a great point, though, about the health, Parker, because, yeah, whether you're talking about six or seven, the Canucks used 14 defensemen last year, so... Yeah, you can see why you want at least seven or eight bonafide NHLers, not five or six, because one or two serious injuries and it thins out very quickly. Yeah, and they got, that's the thing, right? If it's one guy that you're missing, the Canucks got a lot of guys that can fill in there. <laughs> you're but sure, it's, when, sure. it's when two defensemen start get injured at once, <laughs> right? And then now you're having to play Hirose and Juleson or Willannon or Irwin Right, they got so many guys that could step up, but none of them that you really want to. Um, yes, and uh, yeah. So the more NHL defensemen that you have, you know, the better if you can afford it. Because uh, honestly, on the front end, I I don't think they ought to do much unless they go after Phil Kessel. Then I'm on board. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's it. That's, that is interesting. Cause I think uh, the next debate is going to be if the Canucks make any more moves is their priority um, to get a bit more scoring um, just cause they've gone a, dry, a little bit dry or to still beef up their D IE Ethan bear or someone else. So a good question to ask for sure. Yeah. I think the D should be the focus. Um, yeah. yeah. It absolutely yeah. should be. Uh, this team can score, right? I mean, they've scored, they've scored what 96 goals. They've scored the most goals in the Western conference this year. Have they scored the most in the league? Yeah. Yeah. They scored the most goals in the league by a, by a decent margin. No other team has 90 uh, and the Great. guys have 96. Now that you mentioned Phil Kessel, I, Dean, Dean's funny. Cause I love Jaffa dogs says Phil is going to love Jaffa dog. That's awesome. I think he's sticking that Costco being right across the street from the arena. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, yeah, that's the thing, right? Then you can start to have, like, let's say they do move on from Tyler Myers. If they can make that happen. Yeah. Like, wow, that's a lot of money that you just have to throw around here. Um, you know, going into, to, to essentially buy with, right. To upgrade with, you know, if you, if you get rid of that Myers contract, pulling Ethan bear, I mean, how much is Ethan bear going to get paid? Do we, do we have, I'm, I'm guessing one, five, one, six, honestly, one, five cap hit or one, five cash uh cap hit cap it okay so only like you know 1.1 million dollars of cash yeah, yeah of real yeah. money right that's what so i think yeah. obviously that cap it gets better and better every day mm-hmm. um if they got rid of myers then they'd have yeah like five million dollars to play with yep right yep. you can go you can like go buy a player you can you can go get phil kessel if you want to to throw him in there why not <laughs> uh that there's your bavillier replacement and he's probably better uh and probably around the same price so it's yeah. uh you know, there, there's definitely ways that, and we have, we have seen, this is a very active management group, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's been something like eight or nine trades this season. And like five of them have been the Canucks. Like Patrick Alvin has been, he's just, he's just wheeling and dealing. He's playing, he's playing franchise mode. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll make my team marginally better with all these trades yeah. and they, they'll add up. Yeah, you know, and, and we have plenty of time to talk about this near the end of the season and in the off season. But I know people are saying now with Zadora being uh, UFA that we probably want to resign as opposed to Bavilia. Of course, it depends on what he does. Now you're looking at the big three of Pedersen, who's an RFA, Hironic, who's an RFA, and now Zadora, who's a UFA. You do have Myers coming off the books. You do have Ian Cole coming off the books. You have uh, Casey DeSmith, Teddy Bluger, and these guys will add up to about fifteen million dollars or so. So that doesn't cover everything, but. Um, you're, you're, you're worried about the incremental increase because you right now you're counting PD 7.3 against it. You're counting it. Heronix 5 million. So right. yeah, they're going to get raises, but, um, uh, salary cap we heard was probably going to go up by a tiny bit next year. Four, yeah. 4.175, I think. Was so so that number. helps a lot too. Yeah. So helps a, bit. a lot of time to talk about it, but it's not all doom and gloom is, is my point. That's my point. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're seeing Philip Heronix go from 38 points last year, 39 points last year to being on an 82 point pace this year. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be expensive. Seven million. It might go higher. I, I mean, oh. if you get if he if he scores 75, 80 points, he's gonna pay be more than Hughes. For a lot. Pay more than Hughes, seven eight. I, I know that was signed four three years ago, and I know you go mm-hmm. percentage of cap now. You don't go two dollars because now you know apples and oranges. But uh, whatever. What fascinating, fascinating discussion. It is fascinating. They, he yeah. could he could demand a, a pretty penny. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, all right. Should we preview the next three games here? Sure. So the Canucks play three more times this week. They're on this nice little Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday schedule. Yeah, um, they were last week. They are this week. They are the week after. And then they've got this weird Saturday, Sunday, 11 a.m. and then noon going on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is a bit bizarre. 
um, before Christmas. But tomorrow is the Hughes Bowl. We have Jack and Luke coming to town. Um, Devils Canucks tomorrow night. Canucks are favorites uh, going to this one. Very slight. Um, I'll see if I can get the number here because uh, I had it in front of me. I think they are. Um, it's it's actually it's pure toss up right now um, in this one. Um, what do you see happening tomorrow night? I see Quinn. It seems like New Jersey always beats us in the last couple of years. Um, they're not they're not as strong this year. They, I know uh, Jack was out for uh, a few games. I see the Canucks winning. I see Quinn Hughes finally winning a, a Hughes a Hughes Bowl. Yep. I see yeah, Canucks I mean the tomorrow. Canucks have always been killed by Mackenzie Blackwood on the Devils, <laughs> and that's not a problem anymore. Um, so maybe that helps. I mean, yeah, the devils have been yeah. struggling a bit. They're 11, 10 and one. They're essentially a 500 hockey team. They just mm. lost to the sharks and then they had a, they had a break, right? They've had to stew yeah. on this loss. They lost six, three to the sharks on Friday and they have not played since uh, until tomorrow. So four days of or three full days of rest, um, for the devils for the, uh, uh, yeah, for that Hughes bowl. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully Quinn just goes off. You, you got to think he's showing up. For this game, I, I, they're all. That's the thing, though, right? They have two Hughes brothers who are going to be on their A game, trying to uh, trying to dethrone uh, Quinn as well. So it should be a fun one. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Canucks for that one. All right, I like it, uh, and I think so. I mean, just going by record solely, you know, Canucks should be a better team. Uh, Canucks yeah. get the hot, hot, hot Minnesota Wild, uh, <laughs> who fired their coach, um, who fired Creed from the office. Uh, and have won all three of their games since handily. 3-1 over the Blues, 6-1 over the Preds, 4-1 over the Blackhawks. They have the Flames tomorrow, so we're hoping for a wild win tomorrow. Uh, and then they get the Canucks on Thursday. Yeah. I don't want this to be a trap game, so I'm not going to let it. Not that it matters. Canucks win this one too. Yeah, this one's interesting because you're wondering, you know, they've, they've got that new coach momentum. Um, yep. Their goaltender's playing really well in the last few games. It's, you know, can they keep it up? How long does that how long does that new coach boost last? Right. It'll, it'll end at some point. Uh, can it end on Thursday? That would obviously be nice. Mm. Little wrinkle here. The Wild are on a back to back uh, on that one. Oh. It is their first night of a back to back. They play Thursday, Friday. Uh, however, uh, they've they've been playing. Uh, they played Thursday and then they had a couple days off. So they really could play either goalie either day uh, on that Thursday, Friday. But it is the first of a back to back for them. Um, okay. So they, they'll have a little bit of, uh, they're not going to be, you know, unrested. But we don't care what goalie it is, anyways. We're going to light them up. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, and then Saturday, Hockey Night in Canada, uh, still at home, they get the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, who have been. Very good. They've been yeah. very good for years. Um, they're 14, nine and one They're You know, all these teams, it's funny just seeing every single team, just they're all playing the flames and the Oilers at the same time. Cause of course they would on this, uh, on this road trip. Um, so they're on a back to back Wednesday, Thursday this week um, against the Oilers and the flames. And then they have a day off and then they come to Vancouver. So it is three games and four nights for the hurricanes. Um, four games in six, um, and that can, mm. the Canucks will sort of be the end of that as they'll have a couple day break before they fly home after. So, um, yeah. you're mm. catching them on the end of a road trip. Maybe that helps a little bit. I was just gonna say be before you you told me that three out of four uh, and the end of the road trip. I I had this pegged as a, maybe a Carolina win, but 
I didn't know that that they were coming, and we're we're just game day off game. Day, well, I mean game no game game no game. Mm. And I don't know. Do you have two days of rest after that? Maybe they go all out. Who knows? All out. Are you going three and zero? I'm not. No, <laughs> no. It's it's not a smart. You know that's the thing. You can just say two and one, and it's you know. I it can be that, any of the one. Yeah, any of the three could be the one. Yeah, I'm going. Could be. I'm going two they, and one. Then. They, they honestly, I could see these three games going any which way. I could see yeah. them winning all three. I could see them losing all three. <laughs> I could see them winning two, winning one. I don't yeah. think there's. Uh, I, I think they're all. I, I think the Devils are a toss up. I think the Hurricanes will probably be slightly favored, but yeah. it's probably pretty, pretty close to a toss up with that three games and four nights for them on the yeah. road and all that travel between. Yeah. Um, not that it's a lot, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, but it's more than like yeah. an Eastern swing would have uh, with those cities being closer together. Um, so if, if we say the Devils and the Canes are both toss ups, I think the Wild, the Canucks should be the favorite going to that one, even though they are pretty hot right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think two and one is where yeah. the math lands me you know it's funny parker as you as you're going through that two and one it's so easy because we could we don't have to specify which one's the one but it gives us an out if we go three and oh then you have no margin of error <laughs> yeah yeah you can be wrong tomorrow <laughs> two and one two and one two and one Let's sounds good to me uh <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So that's this week, and then yeah, the next week is going to be a four game, um, oh, yeah. four game week, which we'll obviously get into when with the we two get Florida there. games. Yeah, Tampa and Florida. Wow, that's that'll be fun. Longo night. Yes. Oh yeah, I'll be there yeah. for that one. That'll be sweet. Sweet. Awesome. Me too. Um, I just realized it. Okay, we'll I'll, we'll find each other because we didn't do perfect. it in Seattle. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Hopefully, neither of us are on game over that night. <laughs> I've I put my name in the no column. Me too. Me too. Okay, Okay. we should be good. Uh, I'm doing the Tuesday game against the Lightning, so that should be fine. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Um, anything else you want to cover while we're here, or do you want to take a couple questions? Where you Where are you thinking here? I'm fine. Whatever you want to do, Captain. You're Hughes. I'm PD. You're just making me do all the work. (laughs) Um. Uh, let's see here. We do have someone asking if we've talked about the cap going up by four mil. We did. Uh, we yeah. touched on it. Um, Canucks are going to need more than four mil, but um, how much? How much does Demko have left on his contract? He's got a, a so, year or two after this one. Still two after this, isn't it? Two after this one. Yeah. Nice. So that'll nice. be nice. Um, the entire the entire defense essentially disappears though after this year, right? Yeah. Uh, Susie's yeah. still here. Hughes is still here. Everyone else is a free agent. Uh, then I guess Noah okay. Juleson. Um, obviously they'll keep Heronic and, but they'll have to make things work for Cole and Zadorov and yada, yada, yada. All right. Here's one that's on brand for what we were talking about tonight. Clay and Parker thoughts on the shutdown, physical pair, potential pair of Myers and Zadorov or Cole and Zadorov. Which one is a better shutdown pair in your eye? Myers and Zadorov is hilarious. <laughs> so I'm all in. <laughs> 13 feet, two inches of chaos. <laughs> yeah, that's that's absurd. I, I used to play NHL 14 with a friend of mine. We do like a fantasy draft season all the time. Yep. And we would just be trying to pick the six, eight guys because um, it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, who's Ace and Gary? Is that good? No idea. Okay. Uh, we hope that's good. Harpoon. Thank you. We will we'll just imagine it is. So even if you were trying to hurt our yeah. feelings, it, yeah. we're happy uh yeah, they, they must be awesome justin says canucks need another top six forward he doesn't like pdg as a playoff option in the top six i don't think you need pdg to be a playoff option though right i mean you go kuzmenko Pedersen, mikhaev 
and then you go Besser, Miller, and Hoaglander, yep. in my opinion. Um, do we like Hoaglander as a playoff option, a top six? Maybe not as much. Um, bit of a wild card, though. You never know. He could kind of give a, a boost for five or six games or one series, yeah. Yeah, I think for me it's more of you could go and fill that hole with a Phil Kessel, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're also preventing yourself from adding a defenseman. Uh, and I just think, I think that's so much more critical for this team right now. Right, right. That's fair. You know, that's a really good point. Yeah, and I do say, yeah, if I was a betting man, I'd say the next um, move we see is for a defenseman as opposed to a forward. I would agree with you. I'd agree with yeah. you. Yeah, and we're seeing even, hey, you know, BC Bourne says he just put Lafferty up there. Yeah. Yeah, Garland. Yeah, Garland's still an option too. Just I think in the playoffs, Garland, and... would, Garland would maybe hit another gear, hopefully. Well, hopefully. yeah. And just look even more busy without doing anything. Yeah. Uh, one last question here. Schmitty asks, what would a Myers trade look like? Okay, so this is the thing. I, I don't – I'll answer the question, Schmitty. I don't think the Canucks are going to trade them because if you're if – you're, I think they're actually going to lose them for nothing because if they're stacking up for a playoff run, he's the kind of the guy you want in the playoffs. I know you don't want his turnovers, but you need big – physical guy who's not he's not afraid to mix it up even though he's kind of bad at it so i i don't see them trading him quite frankly unless we're completely out of it or or unless they get a a deal that they can't refuse but i i don't i think unlike bovillier you're retaining or you're throwing a sweetener i i don't know what value he has out there truly yeah i wonder if at the trade deadline if he has a little bit of value right costs no real money essentially true true because ufa good point and at that point you know that cap hit is you know, it, it's, pr- it's pretty low, right? A team point. only a team for a team to accumulate $6 million in cap space by the deadline. They only need like $2 million of cap space from opening night, which not mm-hmm. many teams have, but it's something that you can make work with a little retention. Uh, and I don't think the Canucks would be too scared of retaining. Although I think if you're trading Myers, it's because you have something else lined up, right? Yeah. Like you point. said, this is a team that, you know, it seems right now that they'll be pushing for the playoffs come trade deadline day. Um, I don't see them selling unless it is to clear up cap space for a different move. Um, that being said, does Tyler Myers have any value? I mean, maybe on trade deadline day, if he's playing, okay, maybe he pulls a second or something along those lines. I don't think you're doing much better than that. Um, (laughs) and yeah, it would be clearing up space to do something else, um, which might be interesting, but I don't think you're getting a lot of value for Tyler Myers. Um, and I don't think, like you said, I don't think they're afraid to lose him for nothing. Because uh, he doesn't have much value to begin with. I agree with you on that for sure. All right. Uh, that's a, pretty much where we're going to wrap up, folks. Make sure you're subscribed. By the way, hit like, do all that good stuff. Clay, anything mm. you want to say before we wrap up? No, I, I would just want, the, as I opened with, I would just want the Canucks to win consecutive games. It's been uh, eight games straight of loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. So uh, maybe uh, now's the time. Now that we're playing against a lot of non division opponents. So yeah, you always want to win against your own division, but here's a chance where I, I guess if you lose, it's it's technically not as bad, but I'm, I'm not thinking about that. I just simply want to take advantage of these five home games for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Being on the homestand is big. Uh, yeah. That's something that you got to take advantage of. You yeah. only get 41 at home a year. Um, this team's sort of done a pretty good job on the road um, and, and at home, they have a chance to pile up a few more points against, you know, a, a team that's struggling here in the devils. That would be a nice way to get your back-to-back wins and then you beat the Wild, and then maybe you lose to Carolina, and I think that's a pretty good week. Um, yep. Although winning all three would be even better. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yes, I agree. I agree. All right, folks, that's where we're going to wrap up. 
Thank you very much. You can find me at Parker's Bucks on Twitter and YouTube. Clay at Canuck Clay on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, make sure you're subscribed here. If you missed any part of the show, you can rewind back to the beginning. You can find it on your favorite podcast platform. All that good stuff. Have a good night, and we will see you next week.